Welcome back. Episode 17? No. It doesn't matter. It's 19, I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we've got the freshest looking equipment we've had yet because we've got Sal back. And the last time Sal was here, I had broken headphones and a poorly placed microphone. It sounded like dog shit. But we got it right this time because Sal brought his own microphone <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that we weren't goofing again. Yeah, welcome Sal. Say something. Hello. We're back. Better equipment. Good. And we're ready. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Episode 19 of We Watch Dead People. It's We Watch Horror Movies. Yes. And for this one, we watched one of the most famous of the last, well, 20 years. It just turned 20, like this month. Yes. Happy 20th birthday to the Blair Witch Project. That's the movie we watched. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. If we had all seen it before. Yeah, I was gonna r- say a rarity. Here. I don't know if it's true, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was the first one for this podcast that I had seen before because I'd not seen many before we started doing this podcast. Horror movies, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think so. If it's not the first one, it's one of the only ones. I really think it's the first one. Okay. Yeah. Had you seen this movie before, Sal? So? Yeah. yeah, I watched it when I was a kid uh, at a rather young age. I was like 11. <laughs> Too young, probably. Yeah, and my mm-hmm. sister shared it to me. She's like, check out this cool movie. <laughs> it's real. And I was like, oh my God, man. Well, that's one of the things about this movie that I think is harder to hit for uh, people our age and in particular people watching it now. I certainly didn't experience this, so I'm just basing this off of things I've heard from other people. But, like, not having... The, the internet was pretty rudimentary. I mean, some, most people had it in their houses, or many people had it in their houses. When we were little? In 1999. Oh. When the we, movie yeah, came we out? we were little in but, but But, well, I wasn't aware. Right. At any rate. The internet was really, like, basic, and so fact-checking this movie was very hard, and the creators mm-hmm. of the movie were one of the first, like, internet-savvy internet movie marketers, so they actually rigged, like, their IMD, the actors' IMDb pages to say that they had died, like, <laughs> making the movie oh. and stuff like that. So people who had any forethought to check them using the internet found phony stuff on the internet from the creators oh trying God. to build the path that it was real. Like, and that would, actually, that would actually freak me out, I think, yeah. if I found something like that. But th- we can't have that now well no don't people edit other people's wikipedia pages to say things that aren't true yeah but they get they get but they get fixed immediately it's not like a Mm. it's not like a long-term thing where you actually could be fooled into thinking that a movie like this was real yeah Their, their marketing scheme was pretty intense i mean to pull that off and sell it like they died or are missing currently then I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah, I, it's pretty heavy. Is that what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre did? Am I wrong yeah, the, for thinking that? The Texas I thought Chainsaw there was... Massacre just had a thing at the beginning of the movie that said, this is based on a true story, which oh. wasn't true. And people couldn't look it up because it was the 70s and there certainly was no internet. <laughs> but I think it hits a little differently because it says based on. It's not purporting to be like a, snuff, actual... a snuff film documentary about God. it. Whereas this movie purports to be real footage by three people who they claim actually died, which, you know, ends up not being true. But it's still impressive as hell. 
And they also made this movie for like, what'd you say, Sal? 60,000 bucks? Yeah, their budget was 60 grand. Which honestly seems kind of high. And when you watch the movie, it's like, how did they... Yeah. It's basically How did they need sixty grand for pay, this? Pay to, they were shooting in the woods. You have to bring catering. I don't know that they had enough people there for like catering. I'm just saying something, but okay, sixty thousand dollars. Got to pay each actor like a couple thousand. Guy who directs it, two guys who direct it, two guys who write it, camera operator, sound people. That's probably pay, it. You think they paid the uh, the fishermen? Yeah, I wonder all those all those people in the town. Well, hey, we'll give you twenty five bucks to be in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here are your lines, but it says in the box office it made two hundred and forty eight point six million, so a pretty decent profit. <laughs> that's a damn good. That's profit. that's amazing. I think it's I think it's still one of the most profitable indie movies that's ever been made, which. Oh my it God. goes to show the phenomenon. Oh, is that the missing? Yeah, Emma, I was just saying, like, as poster. part of the campaign, um, for this movie to like sell it, they put up missing person posters. That's freaky. See, that would with that their would, faces on it. Yeah. See, yeah. that would fuck me up. Yeah, that's a little weird. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. It sounds like it was like a really intense movie to make because of their efforts not only to make it look real to the outside world but also to make it feel real to the people in the movie i guess i i should just say that the loose premise of the movie is that three film students for those who haven't watched it film three film students heather josh and mike are going into the, the, the these woods in maryland looking for this urban legend called the blair witch and it's all like done on a handheld camera documentary style kind of thing and things start to go very badly for them that's mm. that's the loose synopsis but the directors of the movie um whose names are well, who what do we got here daniel merrick and eduardo sanchez two very wealthy men now i'd have to imagine uh basically sent the the three actors whose names were heather josh and mike like their characters into the woods and basically they had very loose scripts and they would try and, you know, pull some stuff on them, essentially, I think, to freak them out. So it's, ugh, I don't know. And they had, like, real teeth um, in that scene where they find some of Josh's stuff. Like, like, they couldn't fake some of that stuff, so they went to, like, a dentist and said, give us some teeth yeah. that you've pulled. And they're like, here you go. That's yeah. probably where the 60000 went. Yeah. Like yeah, a thousand of the actors. Had to buy people's teeth. $20,000 to the dentist. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a real bare bones kind of movie and that shows. But it also is a really, as a result, a really rigorous movie, which I also think shows because as Emma pointed out toward the end, like, say what you will, the acting in the movie is pretty good actually they sell you pretty well on making on making it feel real yeah and making that kind of existential fright (laughs) seem legit which is not an easy thing to do um and also credit to the those to them for doing it in this manner because i think blitter witch obviously inspired a lot of other found footage movies after this it became a huge trend and you still get some every now and again. And I think some of them are better than others. But there's something about this movie that definitely feels more 
um, more real. I don't know how to put that. Like, I, I was saying to you guys, mm. well, I was saying to you guys, like, I think a good point of comparison would be the other one that make, made a ton of money, which is Paranormal Activity. Mm. I like, haven't seen that. Well, so Sal, I would, me, me I would yeah, the but, Blair Witch Project kind of inspired Paranormal Activity, from what I know. Yeah, I I would believe that, but that that movie, like I watch it, and I can feel that it's a movie. There's something about the camera in this movie and the way it's used, where it feels like you're watching a home movie and so as they point the camera out into the darkness you sort of expect it to do the horror movie thing where eventually something is going to be just be there or something and that never really happens it's just pointed into the dark and the darkness fills the screen Mm. and whatever little camera light they have goes as like a tree in front of them and then it's just dark well yeah because they shot it actually with you know it takes a lot of money to film on a nice film camera yeah. and make it look like it's going to be a shitty video. They didn't They didn't spend the money on that. They just had a shitty video camera. But that that's part of what makes it... I know. I'm not saying it's yeah. a bad thing. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I think that the copycats have maybe even tried to fake. The fakes. They, they, yeah. yeah, they fake that they're using an older camera, but the difference shows. And it, uh, even more so than that professional movie lighting versus no lighting yeah, like in literally this movie. no lighting aside yeah. from what's coming from the camera yeah uh, th- those little things where they had to compromise due to their budget were another like big budget movie or you know like a movie that cost a million dollars would have used real lights and then fucked mm-hmm. up all the tension mm-hmm. that looking into the dark throughout the whole movie causes you're always like looking for something yeah and, and it never whenever comes. whenever it doesn't come a lot of people get very angry with that if they're like <laughs> watching a horror movie and that doesn't happen they feel let down but i mean well and i think that's it what would, it would almost ruin the movie if they just had something like pop out of yeah, the dark yeah. exactly one of those and one of those shots and they comment kind of about it earlier maybe midway through the film where one of them i think it's mike tells heather who's holding the camera like you know this isn't real life or whatever like there's more than just what you capture with the camera something like that it's not that long you know he has some line about that and i was thinking about that when they were pointing the camera just into the dark and not being able to see i was like could their eyes see something that my eyes couldn't i don't know and that's like where the tension kind of lies like i don't know as an audience member do they also not know or do they know or you know well and it's the same kind of thing with the sound where they like they've heard something and we as an audience are waiting for them to turn the camera back on because we haven't heard it. I, there's like an engagement there that's really interesting. To, to Sal's point, though, I this movie does get a lot of hate, I think. Like, a lot, I mean, obviously a lot of people love it. But then there's a pretty healthy contingent of people who will say that it's shit and it's not scary and, because nothing happens. And as I was telling you guys after the movie ended... Which I haven't wa- I hadn't watched this one in a in a good while. I understand. Like oftentimes you'll say you understand, but like you know you can sort of appreciate it. But I don't get it. You know that I actually understand and appreciate both people who find this movie very scary and people who don't find it scary at all, because you are waiting for something a little more than what actually happens, and it never comes, which is 
both a letdown and also really impressive restraint yeah. on their part. And it might have been restraint um, due to a budget. They couldn't just pay for tons of shit to be going on in this movie. But, um, you know, I kept wanting that, like, release. But I think that's actually the point of the movie. There is no release. It's just... You don't get that until the very end. Until, like, it's the just, screen turns it's black just dreadful. for the rest. It's yeah. just dreadful in, like, a good horror movie way. Um, cause you're just waiting for something terrible to happen to these people and you never quite see it. And even in the end, you still don't quite see it. And so you're just left wondering and feeling bad, like, which, you know, again, is an impressive kind of thing to cultivate in a movie. I know. Did they pull that off with the Blair Witch Project 2 or the, was it 2006 or 2016 remaking of, it was just called the Blair Witch. It wasn't called the Blair Witch Project. I, I never saw the second one, and, nor did I see the the 2016 remake. one. The 2016 one I saw trailers for at least, and it looks like one of those fake found footage movies yeah. we were just describing. It's yeah. like it, the camera's too high quality, and it just looked like they were trying to be a flashier movie. Now I didn't see it, so and seeing too much of the monster or the force or whatever, like. I don't know. I, yeah, that I, realism I, is lost. Yeah. I just haven't seen it. The but witch. I can't imagine that the second, the sequel to this was much better either. They're also making a video game that comes what? out this year. Oh, um, yes. Okay. I feel like I watched something like sometimes, again, I don't like horror movies, but I'll watch like YouTube compilations where it's like cre- playing creepy video games <laughs> because I want to be a part of it, but I don't want to be in the driver's seat. Um, so is it going to be called Blair Witch? Yeah, yeah I think so. Is Blair. it like you creeping through the trees? So, well, I don't really know what it is. They're, they put out a little trailer for it. It so looked freaky. If you lose all your lives, do you have to? Do you get sent to the corner? Oh, my jeez. You know there's going to be yeah. stuff like that in the game, and I'm, I'm going to hate that. So. What is the order again? It's the one who's not in the corner that dies first. Josh. Josh. And yeah. then Mike. And well, no, and then Heather. Josh, and then, and then, then Heather, and then Mike. He sends him to the corner, to, makes so him stare at the watch. wall, yeah, kills okay. the one, and then pulls him out. And uh, but that's the myth him. that's connected to the old man, right? That's like the first little nugget they find out about when they go and visit the town. Yeah, but I think that the gist is that the old man, the hermit, I think. Is the witch. Is, or is, is being possessed controlled by, by the witch. witch yeah. No, yeah. But that was the first thing when they're going and they're making this film and they're trying to talk to people that seem to be the most recent thing or the most remembered thing. It's a bunch it's of old people first. in the town. They're like, yeah, I know the Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> I stay out of the woods. My mama told me if I don't get in by dark, Blair Witch gonna get me. <laughs> it's, you know, it's... That part I find kind of silly because the op- the opening up till they go into the woods is kind of like especially looking b- like looking back on it as like this cultural moment and it's not it's hard for you to get into a movie like that that's so ubiquitous everybody knows it you, and you also know the shtick of the movie too so in the beginning when they're doing the fake documentary and stuff it's it's kind of cheesy and it made me like giggle once they get into the woods though it just Actually becomes a very it gets pretty real uncomfortable to watch movie. Um, the movie. What? You said it makes it uncomfortable to watch movie. It makes it be, okay. Sure. English. Not great at it. Anyways. Sorry, it doesn't matter. No, but yeah, I mean, it just the the townspeople have a lot of interesting input though into the folklore, and I think that it does set the stage well. It's 
it's like a little spooky, but it's also like something that, you know, everyone's heard about in their own place or whatever. So there's like a universality to it. And uh, I, I don't know, it does set the stage well for what comes next, even if it feels kind of hokier when you're watching it it seeps back into your brain later as you see things start to congeal and like mm-hmm. line up and it starts from the very beginning the first night that they stay overnight that they camp out and heather hears a few rocks being tossed around but from every direction around the tent and nobody believes her and mike's the first person to call bullshit and he gets pissed off because they're now lost it's the first that they start blaming her. They don't like. They don't know where she's going. Mm-hmm. She's not leading them well, and she thinks, or they think that she's making all this up. And well, and that they, alone and is they, already freaky. Like whenever yeah. Emma and I watch The Descent, have you seen that one? Uh, I haven't. It's like about a bunch of women who go <sighs> spelunking like in North Carolina, and then they get trapped. That's also. Is that completely found footage? Now I can't even remember. It's not. No. No, it's not completely There's found footage. There's a little footage. bit of found yeah. footage, but not. Ugh. It's sprinkled in. Ugh. But there, um, that movie is like a, like a monster kind of movie in the second half, but in the first half, it's just claustrophobia inducing because they get trapped in the cave and that's terrifying. And similarly, being lost in the woods like this for like days and not knowing where you're going, horrifying. I cut you off a little bit. I'm sorry about that. But. No, you're good. Yeah, I mean, to second that, plus it's raining. It starts raining like the second oh, yeah. day they're in there. And they're Trash. just soaking wet. I mean, we hate being wet for like two or three hours. Yeah. They're wet for six days. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's just, it's miserable conditions. They say it's cold out there too. Yeah. Her nose is running. And then they're also they're, lost. and They're, they're st- immediately at each other's necks. Yeah, like at two days in. At least one person is at somebody else's neck, and then it just rotates. Like, one day Josh will be like, guys, calm down. Like, we got this. And the next day it'll be Josh who's going off, and he can't. He's just, his brain's out there, and he's, yeah. we're fucked. We're fucked. We don't know where we are. Well, Emma even pointed out during the movie, it almost, because of other movies, like the expectations, you sort of realize it's been two days and you're like, oh, that's silly. You know, it's ridiculous. And I think I've seen other movies where they're like, it's only been a day, you know. But, like, if I was lost in the woods for two days and, like, it was raining, I'd be losing my shit, too. Yeah. I'd start freaking out. Rain like, or not, like, yeah, get I'm, me out. No, but I'm just, uh, the compounding factors would increase my my uh, volatility. Especially, I mean, like, they have a whole scene where they go and buy food for the camping trip and they're like, ha, 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 here are some marshmallows. But, like, if you're not planning to spend even one more night than you actually are... You're missing food. Yeah. Like, how much food do they actually take? Because uh, they don't eat at all while they're in there. It's not a full shopping cart. You see it. It's not even close to full. They have, like, a couple packages of Vienna sausages, uh, which look like hot dog kind of things. They had marshmallows, and it looked like they had some water stuff. So they probably had food for, what, like, maybe a day or two? Yeah. Yeah. A couple days Like, a meal and a dessert. Yeah. That they then would have to stretch, you know? I mean, and think about that. Like, if you're in the woods for a night and you plan on just being that night, you'll eat... If you don't eat all that dinner, you're eating most of that dinner. And then all of a sudden it's like, shit, I don't know how long we're going to be in here. The leftovers of the full meal we plan now have to last yeah, indefinitely. Yeah. yeah, like... Ugh, I don't know why. I was like, they weren't oh. trying to stretch it out at uh-huh. the beginning of the trip. Yeah. Why, they would you? Expect- why yeah. would you? Yeah, exactly. Uh. You're not expecting to get lost for seven yeah. days. Yeah, they didn't know days. what was well, coming to them. Which, 
Can I ask yeah, a question? Just something I'm thinking about. Why does what happened to them happen to them? Is it because they're asking questions about the Blair Witch? Is it because they're in that forest and that's just what happens to people in that forest? Or what, you know, like, is there some kind of karma thing that is the reason that they're... Well, I think you don't totally know. I think it's probably some combination therein because they hear repeatedly like them woods is haunted like yeah and I stay out of them yeah and they go in and then on top of that they're like looking for trouble so they, they want you to think that like certain things lead up to that like whenever i think josh or mike kicks over the first pile of rocks and then heather scatters them all right back to yeah where they were and she kisses the rocks and it's like you can't be too careful like, oh, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just wondering because the story does do a good job of having things that you almost sort of dismiss the first time around that you hear from like the interviewees of the people that live in the town, like mm-hmm. saying little things like you kind of forget about it and then something in the film will happen while they're in the woods and you're like, oh, shit, like a villager kind of said something about that. Yeah. Right. I mean, except for the crazy lady. That's how they portray her. Mary something or other. Mary Brown. Mary Brown. Yeah. Except for her where you're kind of like, ooh, I think I should take note of this. (laughs) But I'm saying like the other stuff too. Like the corner and everything. Like that's just said by that guy in the interview. Real casual. Like right, Right in the middle of all the other ones so it sort of doesn't yeah really ring as doesn't that, that stand important. out yeah, yeah. You know? and then it's right at the end where the movie makes you automatically recall that it's yeah. like yeah why is he standing in the corner oh you remember why because we already told you you didn't think it was important but here it is <laughs> I also really smart i think is that um a lot of times in horror movies where characters end up having to do really dumb shit you're always frustrated because it feels like there is an alternative to them doing the dumb shit. Why would you get out of the car and like r- run off or something, you know? But mm-hmm. in this movie, they are lost in the woods. So that's that immediately erases that that. They 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 just there's nowhere for them to go to be safe. They're yeah. in perpetual danger and you know it and they start to feel it throughout the movie. And that that is really freaky. Like I, I there were several points where we were all sort of wondering aloud, like, what would you do or what would I do in this situation? Like, if we heard a bunch of scary sounds and then all of a sudden the tent started to shake, mm-hmm. would I have the nerve to leave or would I just, like, curl up in a ball and Because hide? they just get out Try. and they, they run. They just start running. Yeah. And, like... Well, that would be scary as shit. If yeah. us three are sleeping in a tent together and then we just hear little girls laughing outside of our tent and sticks breaking and then all of a sudden they start shaking our fucking tent man i mean you just go hauling ass into the dark i I don't know dude i mean honestly i i don't know i mean i think after so many days in the woods and stuff like just that ultimate fight or flight like fight or flight not like stay and wait to see if because you you don't know how many like it's it could be coming from all around you it could be one person you don't know yeah and you don't, don't know if it's some big some big man who's just making weird little girl sounds. Yeah. yeah, well, and see, I don't know if I would run or not, but put me in the woods for six days and then ask me. Yeah, yeah no. Or it's I, the little hermit. I will say, oh, well, God. it's true. I will say that there is this real life, this is kind of tangential, there's this real life uh, thing, people should read about it, called, uh, it was like the incident at Dyatlov's Pass, and it was in the 50s in like Eastern, like Soviet Union, oh, Ukraine, yes. I think. And a group of younger Russian people went 
skiing up on this mountain, like cross country skiing, I think. Uh, I thought they went hiking, but it doesn't matter. They went for like the weekend. It was very weekend. snowy. Yeah. It was it was some sort of, you know, alpine activity. Yeah. And they didn't come back. And so when people went looking for them, they were eventually found like all frozen to death basically on this hillside, this mountainside, and their tent had been ripped from the inside and then they had like scattered out across the hill and like some of them didn't make it very far some of them froze i think at least one at least yeah some of them were they were in various states of undress so it was like below zero or below 10 degrees or something so for them to run out naked into this out of their own tent to rip out and then i think one or two of them also had like bites and some other weird wounds that would never really explain. Yeah, and the the Soviets just wrote it off as sort of like, you know, like death by misadventure or something. Um, But it's really freaky. Well, now it's like people try and solve it like a riddle or something. I think that isn't the most popular theory like hypothermia? Well, I mean, I don't know what the... Madness by hypothermia? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know what the theory is. All I know is that that for people to rip themselves out of their tent like that and to go hauling ass into the yeah. into the cold is really freaky. I don't I think whatever whatever the case, it's just a really fucked up story. But I mean the point I'm trying to get at is that you're in the same kind of position here. Like what could be so scary as to make you go running off into the woods f- full sprint, no like basically no light. In the, in the middle of the night when you already think that creepy shit's going on around you. Like, I don't... It's hard for me to imagine what could make me do that. And at no point throughout the movie do they make time to assemble a weapon or anything if they needed to oh, dis- totally defend help. themselves. Oh, I forgot. Like They I... did not do anything. Sharpen a stick. Pick up a log or some rocks or something like but i guess it's probably it's mean, hard to make that a would weapon just be my first instinct if i'm staying like a a night extra overnight when in lost in the woods yeah like with, like basically nothing I'm, and which are not like there's other stuff in the woods too but that's interesting that you said yeah, because it, bears, that that was your first instinct for, because for a it while didn't they cross think me. they think it could be locals that are like haunting them and or yeah, hunting them, them sorry yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point, but I, I, like Emma, didn't even really think about that. I think that I, just speaks to the kind of people we are. Uh, big wingers. Useless. Yeah. <laughs> I th- but I also think that it would be hard to even, like, yeah, Sal's over there flexing. <laughs> uh, it would be hard for me to even imagine, like, what kind of weapon I would make if you don't know what is actually out there. Um, a sharpened stick is... I well, guess, I but, like... I'm saying, I would even make, like, a walking stick and just sharpen the end, just in case. It's, like... Anything is better than nothing at that wow. point. That's a that's a fair point. I mean, because you're you're losing your mind, and you don't. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's better they didn't have weapons. I mean, because yeah, someone yeah. would have like killed each, like killed, killed each other. Yeah, and I feel like that's a direction that, not even just horror movies, but other kind of like dramas or something where it seems like they're just trying to defend themselves and then it goes horribly wrong and they yeah. end up killing a loved one or something. Don't you think that's kind of a thing that happens? Yeah, a theme. But I think that, like, I would agree, yeah. Yeah. But I think that this, this movie, the defenselessness, really does add to the horror. And it doesn't feel 
I didn't feel like my attention was drawn to it. I think it works really well in like video games too, like Amnesia or um, Outlast or whatever. But the thing is, is that when it's in a video game, your attention is drawn to it because as the person controlling it, you always think like, because of other games, how can I kill this monster that's after me? Yeah. But you can't. Whereas in this movie, I feel like for some reason, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind. Like, why don't they have a weapon? I, they're just sort of scared movie nerds in the woods. And, like, and that, that's all they are until it's too late. So, I don't know. And what you said after the movie, how when Josh is just, like, they wake up the second night and he's just screaming and they have no idea where he is and they go looking for him. You said, I don't know if I would go after you. You said, first of all, first of all, you said, Sal, no offense, but if, if that, I don't know if I would go out for anybody, <laughs> anybody, and I did not take any offense to that because... That made me sound like a huge dick, but I was scared. A little bit, dude, I mean, that's, that's some scary shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I just... You're running out into the dark. I would be very knows, afraid. Like, if that's... Like, why would I only be screaming at you at night, like... When I just did the previous night, and I've been missing for a whole two days now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, and that's I, not me. All we hear about you is like, like, implacable screaming in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's and that's the thing is that after one finding of them, blood in your hair and shit, like the, uh, the other guy says, <laughs> like, if that was him, he would scream to us where he was. Yeah. Like I'm over here. This not just sort of that generic, just ah, you know. Yeah. Save that's me. A, that's a good point. Yeah. He would probably have identified his location. Yeah. Well, that, it's not my point. The guy made it. But I'm oh. just saying, like, it's they're kind of, trying to, I think they're trying to suss out that it's kind of like it's the, a local. It's like the bear it. from Annihilation. It, like, takes oh. on the voices of, yeah. <laughs> see Annihilation. Well, we'll have to watch that one sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Annihilation it. was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, that's just, it's really that's something about that's really freaky that it would be like an unnatural force projecting his voice basically i tried making a point to listen if he ever screams any of their names yeah and i did not hear it once Ooh. which right then and there if that were me and something had taken me and i was actually still alive i would be if i i mean if it was hurting me i'd probably be screaming but the first thing I'd be screaming would be one of your names. Yeah. Which, honestly, that would make it harder for me to stay in the tent. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you were like, exactly. Will, I help me, I, I would be, I'd be like, oh, I've got an obligation right, now. Right. <laughs> He's calling me by name. <laughs> He's selecting me oh, to like, save him. Oh, right, where his was just really generic. I think that's interesting. That well, maybe if you, is. If you were screaming and called my name out, man, I'd be there. I'd run uh, into that darkness. <laughs> Well, I'd do the same for you, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy. And, about I, would, it. and I would have a fucking weapon. Yeah. I, well, okay. Then yeah. that's, let's hope that let's hope that you're you're the one coming to save me and not yeah, the other way around. Yeah, you're just saying that you would go after him. You would go find him because you're on. Well, you're it, being recorded. If now. he said it, my name, that, I admitted it. I, I point, wouldn't have a hard time if it was generic screaming. At that point, they have one of the three people. So. You think, all right, if they got him, I'm basically screwed anyway. So and I like, might as well just go because I'm probably going to die anyway and might as well die valiantly. <laughs> so. Well, and let's be real. If it were the three of us 
and Sal, you went missing first. Mm-hmm. I mean, Emma and I might as well just resign it. Okay, it's over. Because <laughs> Wave our white just, flag. Be like, be, come take us. You're taller. You're stronger. Let's face it. You could survive. I the could two have. of us, we cannot. I think it I would be we'd be so dumb. Well, I'm flattered. You would guys, outdo but... you would outlive me. Well, here's my thought. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> I think I would outlive you if we had to sprint. I think I could outsprint you. If it was distance running, I think you would win. I think you could outlive me just sort of period. However, without Sal, if it was just you and me, I might drag you down. You're right. I Not on purpose. Oh, I would have to ditch you. Yeah. And then I'd go. Oh. I'm sorry. So. so would you rather be like left behind or sacrificed? No, man. I, wow, what thing? a dark question. <laughs> Aren't they the same thing well, in would the you end? Ra- would you rather be left in the woods alone? I don't know that they're necessarily the same thing. They could be. They you, lead to the same outcome. Like, in you what dead. situation would we have to leave you behind? Well, I mean, I think what Emma means is that you could know you have to make a sacrifice, but that uh, comes that comes in the form of just leaving somebody behind. Yeah. And you know they're going to be taken. In Emma's situation, she was leaving me behind, not thinking, not like, oh, I'm leaving him to die, but I'm leaving him to live. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm, I need to go survive, and maybe he'll make it out. You know? Yeah. So, but Aww. that's, but that's a, that's a kind of sacrifice because everyone knows I'm not making it out. So, uh, I would probably rather be like handed over directly, sacrificed, because mm-hmm. that way, I mean. I don't know. How are they going to get me while I'm alone in the woods? Is it going to be quick? Is it going to be scary? Because I don't want to get jumped. Uh, dude, I don't no. want to. The thing They're going to do it real peacefully. Dude, the know. thing is. This is whatever, the most abstract episode we've had. Yeah, no, 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 we're really out of it right now. <laughs> well, everyone knows this movie, so we're, we're going down the, the yeah, path, yeah. the questions it leads because to. Because that, that's what we thought about, or at least myself, that's what I thought about. Because it's so easy to movie. put yourself in what the shoes of the people in the movie. It's so easy to think, oh, I could be the dipshit with the camera lost in the woods. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so while you watch this movie, think, what would you do? Would you go after your best friend? Would you save him from the darkness? And be honest with yourself, because yeah. you probably wouldn't. Because everyone would <laughs> be terrifying as shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But is this a good movie? I think so. I mean, I think, I liked it. like I said, I think I can very much appreciate why someone wouldn't like it. Um, but that would probably just mean that they like different kinds of horror movies. Mm-hmm. I think that if you like a movie that's going to make you sort of chew on it like this and does a lot with a little, it's, you can't can't do much better than this one. I do just sort of wish that we had more of the cultural context. It would have been cool to have like been aware of the movie when it came out and like how people felt about it and like what a big sensation it was. I think Paranormal Activity is really the only horror movie comparison for our generation that i can think of because people went ape for that movie too but it didn't have quite the same who's real buzz so anyways well it's been a good episode guys yeah thanks for uh thanks for listening we'll be back next week sal thanks for Sitting in once again. Thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully, it's sounding so nice. Yeah, Hopefully. actually, this will sound a little better. People will get to hear your sweet, sultry pipes this time. Oh, loud you, and clear. You know it, baby. <laughs> well, all right. Have a good week, everybody. We're taking off. Good night.